He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast. Cheers! <laughs> Well, mental health is a popular topic during the month. Mu- starting again? <laughs> no, we're not starting again. Yes, we're keeping I, I it in. One we're keeping it I get one try. I get one try. No, <laughs> no edit. Two. Mental health is a popular <laughs> topic during the month of January, especially this year. And so today's episode might seem a little out of character for this messy podcast because joining us to talk about the importance of mental health and his journey through it is Canadian actor and motivational speaker Corey Dixon. Woo! Hi, Corey. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here, but let me finish telling people all about you, because you, sir, have appeared on popular TV shows like Degrassi, The Next Generation. I was going to say The Next Generation, because you're you're a little way too young (laughs) for our generation of Degrassi, the Drake generation. Wheelchair Jimmy. That's not the only show Corey's been on. He's been on Paranormal Witness, love that show, and Party Mamas. We're going to talk about that. However, beyond his acting career, Corey carries a unique story of perseverance. Having experienced bullying from a young age, Corey developed anxiety and was diagnosed with depression. Then, in 2016, Corey experienced a tragic accident that left him paralyzed from the waist down. Doctors were unsure if Corey would ever be able to walk again, but against serious odds, he did. And having moved through those adversities, Corey's now a motivational speaker and shares his story with people across Canada, educating others on the importance of anti-bullying and mental health. One more time for Corey Dixon! Thanks for having me. (laughs) Way to make lemons into lemonade. Geez, because, you know, I'm an aspiring actor, and the last thing I'd ever want to do if I was paralyzed is go inspire other people. I'd be so pissed. So you're a good person, better than me, Corey. Yeah, no, it wasn't an easy journey for sure. And we weren't sure if I was going to be able to walk again. And that was a huge thing that uh, really hit hard with me because I love the entertainment industry so much. And uh, uh, it was, to say the least, it was a really hard battle. But through rehab and through being able to, you know, somehow uh, be able to walk again. And then eventually, you know, I just kept doing physiotherapy. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not back to my normal self prior to my fall by any means but i'm considering the injuries that i suffered i'm doing pretty damn well (laughs) good for you you gotta be really proud of yourself too yeah you know what like i mean in a hospital i was like moaning and groaning and like i was you know i was an absolute mess but like after a while i kind of just learned to accept my fate i guess you would say and i accept the fact that you know this happened to me and this is a very real thing now that i have to deal with and uh whatever my new normal was going to be i was ready for it um i was prepping to be stuck in a wheelchair a matter of fact there was a couple doctors that were pretty damn sure i was going to be stuck in a wheelchair too but beyond all odds i you know after a lot of therapy and a lot of help from the rehab facility i was at Toronto rehab um the spinal cord injury ontario they 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 helped me out a lot and um you know it's it's a it's a miracle that i'm able to walk again and it's a miracle that i'm even lucky to be alive <laughs> well they're only a certain percentage of the battle you got to give yourself a lot of credit because there's a lot of people that would give up yeah and would not fight like you put in the effort you defied odds yeah yeah it's definitely it was even like in the rehab hospital i did notice that a lot of people's mental health were suffering because people didn't have like the resources and stuff like that um it was truly sad to see um i think you know when you go through an experience like that your whole view on life completely changes 
Um, and, you know, prior to my trauma, I was only about the entertainment industry, like really focusing on myself, which is nothing wrong to be focusing on yourself. But I, I just really never, you know, you never really think about people that, you know, are less fortunate or have, you know, severe injuries like that or, you know, that are going through something difficult like that until you truly experience it. And unfortunately, I did. And, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I saw, um, I saw, you know, nightmare scenarios in the hospital and uh, things that still to this day will never leave, you know, my head. Like, you know, it's, it's embedded in there. I think that drives me a lot to be wanting to help other people and like, you know, take part in a lot of charities that I have taken part in since my trauma. Well, Corey, before we get too deep into your rehab and your story that you're living now, I want to let you know that I know all about the less fortunate because the Botox clinics are closed here in Ottawa. So, you know, it's a rough time for all of us. Um, <laughs> I, I try to make light of unfortunate situations. That's how I get through <laughs> things. But, but before, we probably have a lot of people listening, wondering, what happened to you? Do you mind sharing a little bit about your accident? Was it a car accident? No, actually. So, um, it, you know, I, I don't want to go too heavily into detail about it because, I mean, the, the, the main story behind my message is always telling you about the recovery story and aspect of things like that. Um, but it was a very innocent accident. Um, you know, I happened to have uh, fallen off a 50-foot cliff. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, we won't go into too much detail on how that happened. But, um, you know, I, that did happen. And uh, <laughs> for the, uh, bless you. And then, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God for, you know, the, the life-saving rescuers that were there. And uh, thank God for the surgeons that, you know, at the trauma center that were able to operate on me and, you know, get me into the OR in time. Um, and then, you know, be able to fix me as much as they possibly could considering every injury that I suffered. I mean, injuries go on from everything from like a ruptured aorta to spine, major spinal cord damage to 30 fractures to pelvic fracture to brain bleed, you name it. I had like five different surgeries. It was, it was crazy. So um, I was in ICU on life support for two weeks. I was, I was on a ventilator. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's truly a God blessed miracle that I'm even here talking to you guys today. I love that you give credit to search and rescue because I come from an area that we have, I live about a block away from a Canyon or growing up. I lived a block away from a Canyon, not currently. And, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of people go cliff jumping in there. And I remember every year that I would know when the season would start because I would hear the ambulance. And the one thing that a lot of people don't know about search and rescue is that it's all volunteer. And yeah. so they don't get enough credit, the credit that is definitely due. So I love that you pointed that out. Yeah. Absolutely. First responders are so important. I mean, right. uh, since my, since my trauma beyond like, you know, being a mental health advocate and continuing with the entertainment stuff, obviously it's, it's in my blood, but I mean, you know, I wanted to help people um, even further than that. So uh, what I actually did was I became uh, what they call EMR certified through Canadian Red Cross. So I actually started doing like stuff like event medical and started, you know, volunteering my time as well to, be able to help people physically as well so um and I, through that i met a lot of paramedic friends and you know i'm still friends with a lot of paramedics till this day um and and yeah you know they're they are true heroes and um and, you know i wanted to uh i wanted to you know take part in that and kind of throw myself into that mix as well and be able to say you know yeah i can help others we can't save everybody i mean i can right. tell you countless times where i've done event medical where you know unfortunately we can't save someone that's overdosed all the time um, and it's a sad situation for sure, but, you know, we try our best and, you know, that's, 
you know, that's what we do. <laughs> but, I do feel like we've forgotten a bit about our first responders in late. Do you remember like at the beginning of COVID when we would, you know, ring our bells at 7 p.m. every night to like say thank you? I feel like we forgot the, about the that a little line. bit, yeah. <laughs> you know, the yeah. front line and the, and the first responders. They're all yeah, part of it, yeah. right? It's really sad because I actually live like uh, like downtown currently, like in Square One area, Mississauga, Ontario, and uh, and yeah, you're right. Like they used to, you know, do a whole night of like thanking first responders and stuff like that, and they, they and I haven't heard it ever since like the first wave. And I think people almost, I get people are tired of COVID. I think everybody is, but I think that the main thing we we can't forget is is our first responders, and not just our first responders, but the hospital crew. Like everyone that's working in hospital right now, working over hours, they're exhausted. You know, all the way down to the cleaning yeah. crew. Let's not yeah. forget about our janitorial staff as yeah. well, right? Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's you know, it, people can't forget about them, and I think like it's gotten to the point now where people are like almost used to COVID as a weird thing, as it says, where they kind of are slowly forgetting about them, and I don't think that we should. And I, you know, I just made a post recently on my Instagram not long ago, um, basically, you know, thanking the first responders and medical staff that helped me. But also making sure that, you know, I pointed out, you know, it's also important to thank them now because they are doing an incredible job and the best they can during this rough time. It's been a long road for them, too. No kidding. We're approaching a year and not far away, you know. So, you know, you can imagine their mental health struggle and even us just trapped at home are having mental health struggles. So I want to ask you how you made that switch when you were laying in the hospital, probably thinking my aspirations as an actor are over, you know, nobody's going to want an actor in a wheelchair, all these horrible things you talk yourself into when you're in that, you know, mental state. How did you shift? Because now look at all the good that's come out of your journey from something so horrible. But at the time, I bet it wasn't always so rosy. No, not at all. Um, There was very nights that I was very miserable in the hospital and I was on an incredible amount of like painkillers and and medications through IV. And it was a very 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 rough journey through hospital um but i think like the moment where it turned was when i started noticing the people that were coming to see me or people that have been through something similar like myself already and they would come visit me and talk with me and say hey like you know and they'd have really like deep one-on-one talks with me including like even the personal support worker that would literally you know get me to the shower because i wasn't able to walk right so they'd get me to the shower from the hospital bed and um you know i what i realized was I, I deeply forgot about the small things. Like, you know, we, everybody takes showers every day, nice warm showers every day and stuff like that. I love nice warm showers. But one thing that I wasn't able to do a heck of a lot being in the hospital was take nice warm showers. And, you know, I wasn't in a, my home, right? So, I mean, like, at that moment, I started thinking about, like, just the small things. And, and sooner, sooner than later, like, everything that was making me happy and everything that was, was, I was finding this slight enjoyment in was like the tiniest of things. Like just getting up and going to the nice warm shower was like, was like, wow, it's like, this feels really good. It's like, I'm happy to be here in that moment. Right. It's like, you know, just someone coming to visit me, which I know, which I took for granted for before, you know, that was like amazing to me because I didn't have as many visitors in hospitals. I was hoping, right. Cause you know, like there's a lot of people that, were my friends at the time before my trauma and they didn't come to hospital to visit me people that were coming or people that heard about my story and that were that went through similar things and obviously my family but you know um you really do have to think about the the tiniest things that you know make you happy and i think that that's how 
a lot of people should try to push through mental health issues is think about the small things that make you happy each day and don't worry too much about the big things that you know that unfortunately we can't do right now like I miss live concerts of course we all miss live events and stuff like that but at the end of the day it's like it's a luxury yeah like you know we're still able to talk to each other through FaceTime which obviously is not the same but it's you know it's the best we can do right now I mean at the end of the day it's you know we're still able to get up in the morning have ourselves a nice breakfast you know chat with our close friends over the phone like a lot of people don't some I mean there's a lot of people that don't have that you know ability to talk to their loved ones like when I was in hospital there was people that were right next to me that had no family come to visit them because they simply you know and it, and it was sad it was really sad and I'm like you know we really have to start thinking about the tiniest things stop worrying about the big things so much it's just everything that makes you happy. And I think right now, and I don't know, because I remember when Facebook, and I, didn't, I don't know how, you, how old you are, but I don't, when Facebook first started, it was to share like friend pictures and compliment yeah. each other. And there's been this huge shift where now it's become this place where you just complain about what you do not have instead of what you do have. And, yeah. you know, whether it's focusing on the positive things in your life or stop focusing on the things you don't have in your life, I think everyone would do, would at least manage a little bit better through these weird times. But we just spend so much time focusing on what's being taken away, taken away, I put that in quotations, instead of focusing on, hey, what we do have right now, we have the ability to talk to you, we have the ability to still live under, you know, a roof with food, you know, society has become very negative. Absolutely. I mean, like, look, I can wake up every day right now. Like, I'm alive. Like, you know, I, like I said, like, I have a nice warm shower in my own home now. Like, it's, you know, I, I appreciate the small things. I'll light candles that night. And, you know, the scent of the candles is really nice. Like, it's tiny things. But it's, like, those are the things that, like, I find enjoyment in. And, and, and you know, I think it, so many people are just forgetting about those small things. But if they took, like, a few minutes and really looked at those small things, I feel like they'd be a lot happier. Yeah. Yeah. It's perspective. Perspective is everything. And Jenna brought up social media and it made me think of triggers. It's important to recognize your triggers just as much as it is is to appreciate the small things, right? So if there are things like social media that make you feel negative or depressed because you compare yourself to others, then, you know, maybe stay off. Yep. The one thing I always say about social media, and I've always said this about social media, is it can bring a lot of good. I've seen a lot of good come out of social media, like raising money for charities and stuff like that and posting positive things. But I've also seen a ton of negative stuff. Like right now, everybody is very like, you know, split in what they think about this whole coronavirus. Is it real? Is it fake? I can tell you firsthand, it's very real. But, you know, it's, you know, people won't listen to that. They'll think it's a lie or there'll be another media article that'll come out that's not necessarily true. And then next thing you know, you have like one post and then everybody below that is split decision, which is fine. It's, you know, I like to call that DBT thinking. It's like, you know, everybody can be right in a way. But at the same time, people are fighting and arguing and whatever. And this is not a time that we should be fighting or arguing. This is a time that we need to come together, not split. Right. Did you have the Corona? What's your firsthand experience with it? No, so I, I have not. Um, thank God I've tested negative each time. Um, uh, but yeah, my current girlfriend, she works in uh, pharmacy. But beyond that, like I said, I have a lot of paramedic friends. Um, I'm a community sponsor with uh, Pure Regional Paramedics as well. So like I take part in their, uh, one of their volunteer programs, which isn't currently running now. But I can tell you right now that being in touch with a lot of these other paramedic friends of mine, they are saying they are 
like drowning in you know just tiredness from oh. all so um and then personally me too like i do obviously suffer from a cardiac issue so i actually did have a cardiac spike recently and i had to actually go to the er and i can tell you right now that i've never seen the hospital that busy <laughs> before um but not just that but um uh, some of my tests were actually bumped just because of how busy they were right. so it was yeah. it's like a lot of people that are have chronic issues aren't necessarily getting the treatment that they really need right now because of how bad the hospitals are overcrowded with covid now right. don't get me wrong there's probably a lot of hospitals that are not overpacked it depends on what area you live in but i can tell you now living in a city it's like the hospital is jam-packed right now right so Corey, do you have any tips for negative self-talk? So let's say you get triggered, you see a guy that has better abs than you on Instagram, and it just <laughs> sends you into a spiral. Just me, just me. Just you, um, just you. What are some tips for that negative self-talk? Because oftentimes that internal voice, the negative one is a lot louder. How do you make them shut up? I, I think, it, well, first of all, it's all about really taking that moment and kind of like breathing before you react. Like if you see someone that like angers you, for example, whatever on social media, I would say really take a step back and like look at their point of view before you just like lash out at them or whatever. Um, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I'll disagree with people on social media, but I never get to the point where it's like a full on fight. Like a lot of people do on social media. Um, I just don't see a point in that. Why waste your energy on fighting with somebody when you could take all that positive like energy inside of you, turn it into a positive energy and create some content or do something else outside of social media, right? Um, like for me, like I've been trying to create con constant content for my Instagram because that's something that I'm personally trying to grow this year is my Instagram. So I mean, um, you know, I think like you need to really focus on like small projects like that and figure out ways how to improve yourself and, you know, work on yourself and, you know, use that negative energy and try to find a way to switch it into a positive, which is easier said than done, but it can be done. Yeah, don't wallow in the negative thoughts, right? Try to try to be your own best friend and talk yourself out of it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, what are five tips I saw? Speaking of your Instagram, what is your Instagram handle? It is uh, Corey Dixon 33. Corey Dixon 33. Oh, there you got his age. <laughs> <laughs> actually, fun fact. So before my trauma, I, I did actually use the race. Um, uh, go-karts and cars and stuff yes like. it's on my list i was gonna ask you're a professional go-kart racer what mario yeah. kart hello <laughs> so yeah so I, I went wait i went on go-karts once and i got kicked off for crashing too many times <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it seems legit that happens a lot <laughs> <laughs> thank god it's not just me <laughs> oh it's harder than you think but yeah like it was my racing number for the longest time so oh. during my trauma i had 33 as that my actual age is actually i'm 26 currently jesus yeah. Jesus. Uh, what, you missed that? I'm only 27. 26, I don't even remember what that age felt like. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, That's not why you don't remember. That was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I've been keep, trying to keep busy on Instagram this year. It's been a goal of mine to kind of raise more awareness of mental health and stuff on my Instagram as well. Um, give some entertainment tips as well, because there's a lot of stuff that people don't talk about in the entertainment industry, like networking, you know, it's all about you know, auditions, 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 but no one, like, I mean, I shouldn't say no one. Lots of people talk about networking. It's just, I don't think it's talked about enough. So I have lots of friends that want to get into the industry and they're like, what's your key tip? Like, how do you know all these cool people? And like, how do you, how have you met all these cool contacts? And I'm like, networking, <laughs> you know, so. Um, Which is a bit harder these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, yeah, but the thing is, like, you know, I mean, one thing I've done is I've reached the people over Facebook. I'm like, you know, hey, like, how are you doing? Hope you're keeping well and hope you're keeping safe. You know, this is who I am. Let's chat. You know, I'm like, and I, some industry people, um, you know, they're more, like, declined to that idea. And, like, they, you know, they're more, like, old style where they don't really want to communicate over Facebook about stuff like that. But I'm like, in a digital age, like, now, especially now, I'm like, What's wrong with networking a bit online? I don't think there's a problem with that. I love you have no other choice right now yeah. but to network online. Yeah. yeah. You know, Corey, when people ask me for tips to get into entertainment, I say sit down because I'm not done yet. Try that sometime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair. I mean, I think we're always growing. I think anyone that's in the entertainment industry, even if they just get their foot in the foot in the door, it's like at the end of the day, you're still growing. Like, I mean, I have an okay following now, but I would love to continue to grow, continue to learn new things. I think that's the biggest thing that I tell people too, is you need to learn new things in the entertainment industry. I know I, uh, you know, I, I studied radio broadcasting myself. I did like a lot of that. Um, and then, you know, I, I'm like the whole entertainment industry is you got kind of to see as a whole. It's like PR and in radio broadcasting and acting and news broadcasting. It all eventually comes together in the end. It's like you become a well-known actor. You next thing you know, you're on the news. So I mean, it's like at the at the end of the day, it's like um, I believe that you should go from full circle and not fully limit yourself, and you know, experiment and and enjoy the entertainment industry for what it is, and uh, and learn new things. Learn new Including things. Including reality TV. Can you tell me what episode of Party Mamas you want? Do you remember this show, Party Mamas? It was like Real Housewives that would throw parties, and that was the show. Oh, now I remember. Yeah. He yeah. said it at first, and I was like, no. But now I yeah. remember. It was almost like my sweet 16 or whatever. Kind of. Was yeah. your mom a party mama? No, 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 no. So it was actually, uh, my dad was on the show. So the, the way they wanted to uh, uh, lay out the show. So it was kind of scripted. I don't know if I can say that now or whatever. But well, we don't work for them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone knows that reality TV is yeah. slightly scripted. It is. It was. So we did make this song and the song, to be honest with you, was pretty much geared towards the show. Like it was not meant to be a song. Um, and it went viral. Like the song went like, um, but it, to be quite frank, it wasn't a good song. Like it was not a good song. Um, and it went viral in the wrongest ways possible. And after that specific reality TV show aired and all of that came out, I instantly like, said to them i was like i want this down i was like i don't want it up because it was actually the initial cause of how i got bullied in high school uh, so i was uh, like you, no. you you know what you sound like you sound like rebecca black with that song friday, friday. friday. she had the same friday. issue that song was massive and viral but she got bullied to hell in school yep. and no one ever took her seriously as a singer afterwards but look at her now now she has a great voice she went to vocal exactly. lessons and stuff like that and she's big now but right. um but you know i think i think that's the biggest thing is like but what i did i think like the wrong thing that i did was taking it down because it, as though it was really really bad it was like I didn't really engage off that and say hey yeah I know it's bad but you know I'm working on myself I want to make something better right, right. Um, instead I was just like you know I was getting bullied to the point where that was always in my head and I was getting like you know teased at school and pushed into lockers and like and I would get dragged outside and I got like physically punched and that's when you know I ended up having to switch high schools but um, it, yeah, I got to that point and I was like, that's always in my head. So I wasn't thinking about so much the entertainment side anymore. I was like, just take it down. 
So like we filed for like YouTube to take it down and they did. Um, and I don't even think the episode, I don't think you can find it from my understanding. I don't think it's up anymore. Wow. Um, Do but, you think, Corey, it would have been different if you had have owned it and to the haters you were like, yeah, I did make that song, you know? Do you yeah, think it would have been? Would, I think it would have been. I think I think that um, it would still would have been rough, of course. But I think that if I would have said, you know, yeah, like I know it's a bad song, so tease me all you want, and like let it stay up, I think that it would have showed a little bit more strength than me. Um, but I, uh, you know, I, I I wasn't strong at that point. I wasn't strong enough to handle all the criticism and like everything that was going on. So I was like. You know, well, you live and learn. And that's why I asked, because like my story growing up gay, as soon as I came out of the closet and admitted to all the bullies that I was gay, they stopped caring. So it was only when I was fighting it that people, you know, prey on that weakness. So I, I, that's why I asked that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that I could have fed off it better. It's just, it was rough time. So I wasn't really thinking there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, before we let you go, Corey, uh, I saw on your Instagram, and I'm not going to give it away, five tips for mental health that I think people could really benefit from right now. So why don't you share them with Especially everybody? with this new, yeah, lockdown. the new lockdown, which is just like the old lockdown, but just has a new shiny name, I think. Yeah. Stay new at outfit. home. Stay at home the order. Stay at home order now. Yes. Yeah. So five tips. So I actually shot that video like a little bit ago, but I, I change up the five tips all the time when I tell people mental health advice. But um, I think the biggest thing is uh, addressing um, your mental health, which is a huge step. Just, just saying that, you know, you need help is a huge, huge step to getting yourself the help that you need. Um, second to that, you know, I think like, you know, meditating and keeping yourself calm through panic attacks, anxiety attacks, very much easier said than done, trust me. <laughs> but it's, it, there are ways to do that and you just kind of have to find that way. Um, I hear there's like lots of meditation apps and yeah. I know with my Apple watch that there's actually, I have an alert that goes every, I can't remember how often that tells me to like take a minute to breathe. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's actually really good. Like, like, yeah. Um, like proper breathing, right? Not just breathe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Deep. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, I, I would say like everyone has their own coping methods, but I think it's about finding healthy coping methods. Like I do know a lot of people that, resort to like alcohol and drugs unfortunately and it's not it's it's not it's not it's not healthy in the end of the day it's going to destroy your body over time so i think like there's a better way to find healthy coping methods to cope um and you know i think then at that point if you need professional help then you need professional help and i don't think there's any shame in saying hey i need a break i need to get help and that's that. You'll have a lot of people saying, oh, you're like, you know, like, like I've had, I've had industry people not, you know, be kind of be fearful of working with me because I have depression and anxiety. I'm like, hey, listen, I may have these issues going on in my life, but hey, I am so far from weak and I want to show that to you. Right. So it's like, yeah, I have panic attacks the odd time. And, you know, I, I, I do suffer from depression, but it's like, I can still push through that and still get the job done. Um, so I think like, there is no, um, you know, there is, I don't, I don't think anybody is weak that has mental health issues. I think that, um, it, it's some, it's a reality. It's, it's a harsh reality. Um, a lot of people suffer from it. From what I know with the people that I know that have mental health issues is they're some of the strongest people to be able to live with the mental health issues and the daily battles that they, they suffer from. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think knowing when to get professional help is something that 
you need to figure out obviously and like i said like everybody is coping methods different but once again going back to the healthy side it's like you need to find healthy coping methods right not any coping like methods. going for a walk exactly like right that. mind body and soul yeah exactly. yep you made me think of a song there i don't know if there is one <laughs> There is now. <laughs> but I think that's why these conversations are so important, Corey. Right. It's getting rid of that stigma, which is why January is a big month to talk about mental health. It already uh, is it like be. a blue month anyways, yeah, let alone on I mean. top of the lockdown and COVID tensions and everything. That's what I was talking about. What are you talking about? Some big corporation that takes advantage <laughs> of it? I wasn't even going to go there. <laughs> yeah, no, I personally hope that um, the government does find ways to add extra funding for mental health resources. <laughs> After this, um, I, I know it's it's very to... wishful thinking, unfortunately. I know, I know, and uh, that's what a lot of people say too. But I personally hope that they eventually do, um, because I just know that there's already like either it was in the news today. There was unfortunately a doctor that committed suicide. Yeah, um, and that was heart wrenching for me just to see. So I just I, I see the effects of COVID in so many different ways. And I know that um, the the economy afterwards is going to be a mess too. All small businesses are going to be messed up after this. Right, um, if they survived it already. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's going to be a hard hit, especially on everyone's mental health. So I think that mental health is so important right now. If it you know it's always been important, but right now it needs to be really important. <laughs> right. So I just hope that you know that the government finds ways to do something with mental health because they they've been slacking over the years. Right, and this is why our votes matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is why people like you matter, picking up the government slack. Right. You know, sharing your story and the importance of mental health. So thank you so much, Corey. Thank you, Corey. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself. You as well. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>